Snowball Spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Monday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal. We're hanging out inside the sports bar at Sayre, a national Sayre golf course right here in the, right by the city park on the south side of Sayre. Uh, man, what a perfect place this will be this week, next week, all the way through February to hang out, watch college bowl games, watch some NFL playoffs on the weekends, the Super Bowl eventually right here at the Sayre Golf Course, Sayre National. And also, man, what a perfect week to be here because after today, and today's not going to be terrible if you start comparing it to what we saw last week. But after today, maybe some golf days coming up, almost 70 on Wednesday. I'd actually had seen 70 on Thursday over the weekend, but now – that forecast has been revised just a little bit on my phone, at least back down to uh, high 50s, maybe even to 60. Uh, but warmth coming this week. Maybe that means golf right here at the Sayre Golf Course. Come out and get you uh, maybe, uh, you know, one of the last rounds of the year. Uh, that'll all end. We'll be in 2023 next time we're here uh, a week from today. We'll be talking about uh, what's going on in 2023. I'll tell you what is going on out here in 2023. Starting January the 7th, Saturday scrambles. Now, listen here. It's got to be 40 degrees or higher, and uh, weather will will uh, make some of those choices on those Saturdays. But if you're just itching, I, you know, a lot of people, it's Christmas, just over. A lot of people got new equipment, new golf stuff. You can't wait to try it out. It's to be the perfect place to do it. Those Saturday scrambles are a blast. Kind of You kind of scratch your golfing itch through the – through the middle of the winter, the end of the winter, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, it'll be springtime, the grass will turn green, and everybody will be out uh, getting their golf fix. So uh, uh, come on by right here at Sayre National at the Sayre Golf Course. All right, coming up today on the show, no Jim. Happy birthday to Jim. It is uh, Jim Traber's birthday. Uh, they're obviously off if you were listening before us. Uh, it was a replay of uh, last Friday's Morning Am- Animals show, so... Uh, everybody's off up there, but uh, happy birthday to Jim. We're going to talk about what happened at Christmas, uh, NFL over the weekend, maybe some NBA sprinkled in, some college football. Check those Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania, uh, pick them, uh, Bowl Mania standings as well. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line, 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else is on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225 225- Nine six nine eight. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com. Download the app. The app's got it all. We're talking about radio stations, Penny News, Big Elk and Paragon TV. Back at you next week with, uh, I mean, t- almost wall-to-wall high school basketball starting Tuesday all the way through Saturday. Uh, there with a bunch of tournaments happening next week. Skinny on Sports Podcast. Check us out on kadsam.com iTunes is giving us some trouble, but you can always find it on our website at kadsam.com. Good morning, Jared Atha. Good morning. How are you? I am good. How are you? Happy Boxing Day. How's your... What's that? That's the day after Christmas. It's Boxing Day. Not sure what the significance is. They just call it Boxing Day. 
Here? They, they being Canadians. I was going to say, this sounds like an English or a Canadian <laughs> or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the day after Christmas. How was your Christmas day, though? Christmas day was fantastic. Uh, we woke up, if we're being honest, um, <clears throat> you know, we were trying to figure out when to, this our, our, our church service was at 10, which is an hour earlier than normal, just because there was no Sunday school, have some church, you know, go to church, have the service, but then get home to, to spend time with family. So it was a little right. bit earlier. Um, <clears throat> and so we were trying to kind of figure out what, t- what time to get up and, and see what Santa brought and check out the presents and then also be able to get ready for church. I failed to remember, and thankfully, uh, Alan Hedrick sent me a text that I was running sound, so I needed to oh. be there at 9.30 for the band practice. Oh. And so, thankfully, he reminded me of that, and so that sped, it, sped things up a little bit more because everybody was still kind of laying around. I mean, I don't think I got out of bed until like 8.50. And I was like, oh. I read that text and was like, oh, we got to get going here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was a tick rush uh, yesterday for us. But, no, it was, uh, it was fantastic. We were at my mom's on Friday. Had a, had a fun time there uh, out at Kara's dad's on Saturday. I got We were talking off the air about being surprised at presents. I've got a story that I'll tell uh, here in a little bit about uh, watching why. I mean, shock and awe. That's and, the best. And also, like, it was awesome. Um, on one of the on one of the presents he got. So then yesterday we hung out at the house and uh, made some burgers last night, and that's just kind of what we did. We watched the movie Maverick. Have you ever seen Maverick? Top Gun Maverick? No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> the original, the original Maverick with uh, Mel Gibson. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Because uh, for some reason we'd been playing cards a little bit here, and I, for some reason I got it stuck in my head. You know, at the end when, when I mean, surely it. Uh, 1994 movie. We can't spoiler alert that, right? I mean, 28 years oh, worth. No. Surely we can go no, ahead. It's a great movie. You know, at the end when he's pulling the ace, and Angel keeps on going, keeps on going. Look at your card. Aren't you gonna look at your card? <laughs> uh, for some reason, that got stuck in my head, and I kept on over over the weekend. Look at your card. And I kept. I was telling White about it. So we watched it last time. We found it on Hulu. That's great. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, it's pretty funny. It's it got a bunch of. Little things that uh, maybe go over his head that we were giggling at, and he'd look and go, "What's so funny?" I'm like, "Yeah, you'll figure that out later." I like the Danny. I've always liked the Danny Glover cameo. He was one of the robbers, and he had the bandana over no. his face. No, no. They look at each other. And go, oh, right, right, right. And then he but goes he, he uttered the line that he always says, a "Lethal, lethal weapon. weapon." And <laughs> getting too old for this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> now that's uh, we had we had a great weekend. What about you? Feels good. It was real, real good. I had uh, uh, Christmas lunch at my dad's and had opened some presents over there. Hung out over there on Saturday. Went to Christmas Eve service over at United Methodist in Oak City. Always, always a real good service. Candlelight, you know, at the end. Mm-hmm. And um, came home and uh, played some played a played a game called like Parents versus Kids. And it was just like a trivia game, board game. That was a lot of fun. And uh, once the girls went to bed, we turned on Christmas Vacation and had to pause it numerous times because the girls were too excited to go to sleep. And they'd come out. And and uh, anyway, he kept telling them, you know, don't go to sleep. Santa's not coming. Santa's not coming. And eventually they, they went down about 1230. <laughs> So we got all the Christmas, uh, or got, or Santa came, and um, and then uh, wake up 
you know, so me and my wife were having like a kind of it wasn't an official bet. Like, okay, what time do you think they're going to come mm-hmm. scurrying in here? And she was like on the side of, I bet it's five thirty, six a.m., something like that. I bet you they just come running in here. I said, no. Nah. I was more on the side of I. I was thinking, well, I bet we're going to have to get them up because they were up till twelve thirty. Mm-hmm. But part of me was like, I bet you though they still come wake us up, but it's not going to be that early. Well. They come in, and it's Christmas, Santa came. And the first thing I do, I glance at my window. Could I see sunlight? <laughs> of course, the shades are drawn. I don't know. And I looked at my phone to see what time it was, 7.15. Oh, that's acceptable. Wasn't, wasn't horrible. I thought, oh, okay. It felt like 4 because me and the wife didn't go to sleep until about 1. But it felt, you know, it didn't feel like we got a lot of sleep. But it was 7.15, so I thought, okay, we kind of – both ones kind of in the middle there but um yeah it was real nice real fun and then just hung out all day yesterday and after we opened up all the presents of course we have we have a brunch had a nice brunch with cinnamon rolls and uh like an egg casserole and uh uh you know all the fixings around that mimosas so that called for a nap for my wife <laughs> after we unwrapped all the presents i i cleaned up the living room but mommy do you want to play with the new toys no mommy's got a little <laughs> mommy's headache. going to, to take it. a nap no, yeah she's gonna need to lay down <laughs> i thought i was gonna need one i didn't i just kept myself going and, and picked up all the trash and um and took care of that because it was just bugging me and just watch football the rest of the day like all day all the way through the overtime game in arizona that was that was my day it was a nice day didn't go anywhere on yesterday on christmas day and that's a that's not a bad way to spend Christmas. No, absolutely not. What was so you had cinnamon? What else did you? What you have at your dad's for for lunch? Oh, it was the traditional ham, turkey, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. You know your traditional, yeah, more traditional meals. Um, everybody brought something. Um, my my uh, my dad's wife's side of the family. A lot of a lot of them showed up uh, with their little kids. Of course, my kids and um, yeah, that was that was fun. That was fun. Good meal there. So, of course, you know, you eat a lot, right? And I don't think I'd ever say this, but after that ham and turkey meal, we, we had a last weekend to the previous weekend because my brother-in-law was in town, so we had an early Christmas meal with him. And, of course, Thanksgiving. I never thought I'd say it, but I'm like, I'm kind of turkeyed out. <laughs> <laughs> I can wait until about Easter or, you know, or for another ham or something. I was... I was done, but uh, that was good food. Good times, good times. Okay, so now, did, did Santa bring you what you wanted? That's what everyone's wondering. What did, was it? Did Santa, I don't know, what was it? No, Santa didn't bring me anything. <laughs> you didn't get anything for Christmas? We got stocking. Actually, he brought me a stocking. Okay. And, it had, and Santa is very practical around our house yeah. with the stockings. Yeah. And so, you know, you get like shower soap. Okay. Um, toothbrush, deodorant, contact solution, that kind of stuff. He's very, <laughs> very practical when it comes to that. Uh, I've got some. I got some pants. Yes, I got exactly what I wanted. I got Good. two pairs of pants because the <clears throat> the pairs of pants that I have now, I've got two that I can wear. Like, and the other ones have stuff on them. It's I don't know. I got along the way here. I've, I've ruined pairs of pants. So. <laughs> Yeah, I got a couple of pairs of pants. Um, let's see. 
I got uh, so at my mom's. Everybody, we just have like a little stocking, <clears throat> and everybody gets like a five dollar gift and puts it in each okay. other's or whatever. So you end up with a bunch of little stuff like that. Did you know that? Um, so Jelly Belly makes Krispy Kreme jelly beans. Did you know this? I did not know that. I didn't either until the other night. There's there's a, there's five different flavors. Cinnamon apple, strawberry, original glazed, blueberry cake, and chocolate glazed. Jelly beans. I have had the last three. I've had an original Krispy Kreme donut. I've had a blueberry cake donut. And I've had a chocolate glazed donut from Chris, in, my, yeah. in my life. Yeah. Those jelly beans taste almost identical to what those donuts it's amazing how they can do that it is amazing I, they do that really well they also do it really well with the bad tasting ones when you play oh, that no. game you know no, there's no doubt about that yeah so at my mom's i didn't realize we've all I, th- I feel like we've all had some version of two ritz crackers with peanut butter in the middle dipped in almond bark right yeah yeah i think we've all kind of had that before so on one of the days earlier in the week, Wyatt was out at my mom's with my two nieces, Parker and Phoenix, and they were making, I, di- I didn't know this, he didn't tell me any of this stuff until we got there. So they were making some different things, that we, little snacks that we had on Friday. So I pick up what I think is going to be that. Mm-hmm. It's got white almond bark. It's clearly two Ritz crackers put smushed together. And I'm prepared for it to be peanut butter inside. I take a bite, and I'm like, wait a minute. What is this? You know what it was? Hmm. What was it? So they put, you know, the candy Rolos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they melted Rolos in between them and then did oh, all the wow. work. You want to talk about a pleasant surprise. Oh, yeah. They were delicious. That sounds good. And then I got to thinking, okay, if you can do that, what else can you do? Well, I'll tell you <laughs> what you can do. One of the littler Reese's Cups. Yeah. You could do that there. Yeah. You could probably do a little uh, mini Snickers. Yeah. But... Anything, anything mini. Man, they were, they were delicious. Absolutely delicious. Then I told, did I tell you about the cake I made? I made the chocolate cake with the white icing and the candy cane sprinkles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we took that to my father-in-law's on Saturday. And you know what it tasted like? What it tastes like? A thin mint uh, Girl Scout cookie. Yeah? It was really close to that. Wow. So that, that turned out better than I thought. Awesome. There was some really good sliders there. Some steak and onion, some ham some, and cheese. We did some sliders last night. My mom yeah. made, uh, for Saturday morning, my mom made some sli- some breakfast sliders that had breakfast sausage, cheese, some had eggs, some didn't. But then she, so she put them together, put them in the oven, and then on top, she made a little sauce of butter and syrup to kind of oh, put wow. on top. Those were delicious. Now let's, let's see. Yeah, that's about all. And then I made chili. Made your chili. Made some chili. Yep. Uh, what did you get? Did you get anything that surprised you? Or you? Well, I, I told you earlier, I got a, um, a a griddle, a Blackstone griddle, and that wasn't wasn't anything in particular I was asking for. But I guess I was always dropping hints that I'd want one. I've always wanted one, but it wasn't yeah. like I hope Santa brings me that, you know. And there it was. My wife rolls it in one one of the last gifts of the day. It blew my mind. That that was neat. But I got you know I got a new pair of shoes. I got uh, some sweatpants. 
My wife says you wear cheap sweatpants that just until there's holes in them and you still wear them. She goes, I'm, she got some nice Under Armour sweatpants. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, I mean, you know, practical stuff. You know, here we are at Sierra National. I did get a golf item. I got a. Um, this is cool. It it it's like a big sleeve thing. I I, I had to kind of inspect it. Like, what is this? And I knew mm-hmm. it was a golf item because it came from like a company Ace and something. Anyways. It goes in my golf bag, and it's designed to put canned beverages. Oh, very nice! One on top of the other, you could just slide it into your golf bag. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's insulated, and you just zip it down and open it up, and whatever. So that kind of a unique item for. for and my wife knows my golf game very well. I don't think <laughs> she knows. Uh, I'm not going out to golf. I'm going out to socialize. But uh, the, she got me that. But. Yeah, I mean, fun stuff like that, but it was, I mean, practical stuff and some neat stuff. But the 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 best one clearly was the was the uh, griddle, the flat grill. I can't wait to use it. Cannot wait. I've been looking up recipes all day yesterday when I was sitting there watching football. Like, how would I make this? How would I make that? What's the uh, what's the process of making an In and Out burger or a who who else uses a flat grill for their burgers? Obviously, Chuck's, but. Uh, there's five guys. <clears throat> I've never been in there. Smash, Tucker's, uh, Tucker's. Freddy's does. Yeah, Tucker's bur- onion yeah. burgers does. Yeah. <laughs> Make some onion burgers. Yeah. I can't wait to use it. Can't wait to use it for all meals, especially breakfast. <laughs> That's the cool you thing know? about those is you can make your entire, you know, the one thing about breakfast is kind of a pain is getting everything right. done at the same time. And yeah. then you also dirty up so many things because you've got an oven, you've got a couple skillets, da-da-da. With that Blackstone, you can cook literally everything. Yeah. Right there on the right same there. one. Yeah. Can't wait to try it out. Hopefully this weather cooperates. Maybe sometime this week I'll do that. Hopefully. I haven't even looked ahead to New Year's Eve. Maybe that I should plan something for New Year's Eve. Do something on it. And uh, New Year's Day. 50s. I think. 50s. Anyways. Let's go look at the National Weather good, Service. Good Christmas. Okay. It, was, it was nice. Of course, the best part is just watching the kids tear into the it's so funny, you know, you, you've always heard me talk about the dynamics and differences between my kids. Katie, we, we opened up, they got suitcases, and it came in a big box, you know, cardboard box. So, hey, leave that box for trash. So every present after that, Katie would open up the present right there by the box mm-hmm. and put the trash in. James just rips it apart like a dog got into it, just little pieces of paper everywhere all over the floor. She didn't care. It was funny. It was funny. You should. I took a picture. I'll show you later. That our living room was trashed, and that's why I couldn't take a nap because I, I, it, that bugs me. It's like I got to pick all this up. Drive me crazy. Yeah, you're talking about. Let's see here. Saturday night or Saturday, uh, mostly sunny with a high of 54. Not horrible. Down to 35. New Year's Day's 57. Any wind in that? Doesn't forecast? show it yet. It's National Weather Service. A lot of times it doesn't start doing the wind until it's the day mm. and a half before or whatever. Today, 46, north wind up to 25, so a little, still pretty chilly. Tomorrow, 51. South wind's a whip, which will cause, which will cause the temperature to increase, obviously, on Sunday. Or I mean, on Wednesday, I'm sorry. 66. Yeah. But it's still pretty windy out of the south. Thursday, though, partly sunny with a high of 60. It may not be as windy Thursday, and maybe that's what will happen. Once the winds warm everything up on Tuesday and Wednesday – 
then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday may not be quite as windy, but still up in the 50s, maybe even 60. That's what you're hoping for if you're a golfer, I can tell you right Yeah. Because if you can get 66 and the wind blowing when it's this time of year isn't near as nice a day as 54 and none. Right. It'll feel a lot warmer at 54 in light winds than it will at 66 yeah. even in, in, in really heavy winds. So. Yeah, there's going to be opportunities this week. <clears throat> now, you're, you're talking about the watching your kids. Yeah. So, I saw, you know, that we, we talked last week about how that's sort of, even though you don't expect it to happen, even though you've taught them better for it not to happen, there's still that moment in time every time one of your children, especially in a big crowd, like with family, yeah. not just like you, Kara and I. But everybody, yeah. you know, there's that moment in time where they open it up, they see what it is, and you get to thinking, please don't make, please don't be a jerk. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. I, you don't, don't let them see that you don't like it. You know what I mean? There's, that, right. there's just that moment in time where you, it's just part of it, right? Well, that, the opposite of that happened out at Umpaw's. So Umpaw's Kara's dad on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this was necessarily coming either. So there's a bunch of kids, and they kind of take turns opening presents. Well, Wyatt opens up a new baseball glove. Oh. And not only a new baseball glove, but a Wilson A2000. And and that is primo. Oh, yeah. And I looked over at I thought, I mean, he was shocked. Like, he had no idea. That's not something I don't even think he asked for. If he did, he didn't ask for that one. Yeah. You know, thinking, wait a minute, ooh, I probably shouldn't get to that level of asking. Right. And I thought he was going to start crying. Oh. Which would then made everybody else start crying. Oh, it was oh, awesome. That's cool. It was awesome. Now, we got I was looking for that, that video of Jim. Breaking in a baseball glove. I found it online. Oh, there you go. Very to, good. Uh, to do that next weekend when he gets back. Because um, you've got to play some catch after you, you, you do the break-in process with the shaving cream and whatnot. And so we'll have to, uh, I'll have to wait for him so we can play catch next week when he gets back. So, but uh, anyway, yeah, that was, great. that was really cool to see. No doubt about it. That's great. Okay, we'll get to some sports uh, after the break. Uh, coming up, we'll talk a little bit about what happened on the NFL this weekend. Bunch of stuff. The NFL is the gift that keeps on giving uh, into uh, February. We'll be here, right here at the Sare National Sare Golf Course, hanging out here on a Monday morning after Christmas, live on the Skinny on Sports. You know the only thing better than watching the game? It's watching the game with your friends. It's game night, so you head to your favorite spot. The game's on all the huge TVs. Several people you know are already there, and they've come for the same reason. It's game night. And the game's on all the huge TVs in the room. A lot of the men are there with their wives. Everyone's having a great time. Eating, drinking, laughing, and of course yelling at the refs. The bartender's great too. She seems to know what the regulars want before they even order. Maybe we shouldn't tell anybody about this little jewel in Sayre so it doesn't get too crowded. It'll be our little secret. Ah, why not? Let's risk it. It's the sports bar at what's technically known as the Sayre Golf Course. The locals call it Sayre National. It's in the park on the south side of town, so don't watch the game at home alone tonight. Go where there's food, drinks, and huge TVs. The game's a lot more fun if you'll watch it with friends. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back to Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Hanging out at the Sayre Golf Course here in the sports bar. 
There's still one more game for week, what is this, 16? Week 16 in the NFL? Tonight, Chargers, who do they play? The Colts. Colts, that's right. Chargers, Colts. Led by Nick Foles. Remember him? I do remember him. <laughs> I saw that over the weekend that Nick Foles was now going to be one of the Charger, the uh, Colts quarterback against right. Justin Herbert. So, come on out, watch. It'd be perfect. I mean, look at these TVs. Yeah. It's crystal clear. We've got some sort of old golf tournament. I think I saw Chris Goddard up on there as an amateur playing on this one on the earlier on the, uh, the the Puerto Rico Open. Some guy named Bream won by a ton. I don't remember this one. That's probably why. That's why it's on the Golf Channel the day after Christmas at nine thirty. It's exactly right. Nobody's <laughs> chomping at the bit to rewatch some guy named Bream win the Puerto Rico Open at yeah nine thirty in the morning. Uh, NFL though, man, there was a lot of good stuff. Um, some division races are clearly still in play, and it's it's just gonna it, it does it every time, and and somebody's gonna play. On Sunday night football, a week, two weeks from yesterday, with a playoff spot on the line, you know it's going to happen. It always does. Who that will be remains to be seen. But uh, man, uh, some we talked Friday. Jacksonville put themselves in a great spot. Guess what? Houston helped them even more. So now, no matter what happens this week, that game on that's that's going to be the game. Never mind. I just told you. Sunday night football, book it. Last week of the season, it's going to be Jacksonville, Tennessee, because that's going to be for the division title no matter what happens. They're tied at 7-8. and eight. Um, Jacksonville has beaten them the first game. Tennessee obviously would win the tiebreaker uh, within the division at 3-2. and two. Jacksonville would be 3-2 and two, uh, after a win against Houston if that happens. If not, they're even further behind. You know, so that's, that, that's going to be the game. You might as well. That's it. Might as well just NBC put it on. Uh, it's going to be Jacksonville and Tennessee Sunday night next week. Um, but th- that, that race is still going. You've got, well, it could be the NFC South. Brady, that, that race is still going. Um, with They just keep <clears throat> winning. I mean, they don't look good. Last night, fine example, you get in a close game, you have Tom Brady, and that's what's going to happen. They're just kind of staying around. That's why I'm a little leery as a Cowboy fan wanting to play him. I get what Jim was saying last week about you want to play Dallas, or you, if you're Dallas, you want, out of all the options, you'd want Tampa Bay. But when Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay and, and it's close towards the end, that's where I get a little nervous. But they keep hanging around. But Carolina, though, you like Carolina? No. To uh, win that division, though? No. To give them a shot? No. No, I don't. They got them next week, right? Yeah, it's Tampa, uh, Carolina at Tampa. Uh, Ravens. I think the question on the text line is Dallas fan. When y'all talk about them, here's a question. How much hope is there for them when they barely beat Philly at home with a backup quarterback? Well, in fairness, you said it last week. When I when I posed the question about the the MVP, and you know who won the MVP this week? Hurts. No, he uh, didn't win because it just shows you that 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 offense went up and down the field. 
It's not Jalen Hurts that's fueling that offense. It's, everybody, it's around everybody around him. And it's that offensive line. When Gardner Minshew can just eviscerate the Cowboys, now I'll give you that it changes their offensive philosophy a little bit, and maybe Hurts can make a play or two with his legs that change the end of that game or the, the result of that game. Yeah. But Jalen Hurts, it, it, it just sh- that, that game to me showed you exactly what I think, and that is those weapons are so immense that even Gardner Minshew could score 34 on the Cowboys with it. Isn't that what Parsons was kind of saying? That's exactly what Parsons was saying. <laughs> exactly. But he, instead of saying it this week or coming out of this week, he said it two weeks ago before Dallas played Jacksonville. But, yeah, that's what he was saying. And, and, and also trying to insinuate himself or, or project himself into the race in ways because, you know, it's not just a quarterback award is what he was trying to say. And on Philly specifically, look at those guys. And, I mean, look at them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I mean, Hertz has been fantastic. You can't take that away from him. But at the same time, who do you think that Pat Mahomes would rather have as weapons? What Jalen's got or what he's got? Now, Kelsey changes the – I'll say, I'd want, I'd want the tight end from Kansas City, but the others from – the. I mean, Goddard's good. No, I'm Ju- not trying. I mean, Juju versus A.J. Brown. Yeah, Brown, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. is Devontae Smith, is he better than any any receiver that Kansas City has? Yeah, Maybe, I, yeah. probably. And he's the second guy in line. Yeah. And that offensive line is fantastic at Philly. I just uh, – I think either Mahomes or guess what? Guess who was finally on, on the, the pregame shows? Guess who was finally getting a little bit of MVP love? Joe Burrow. Not Joe Burrow, which I'm shocked that he's not there yet. I think are they eleven and four now. Yes, they're. I'm shocked that he's not being talked more. No, Justin Jefferson. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's finally starting to get some. Hey, oh my gosh, he's he might break the all-time receiving record. Yeah, well, he broke the franchise record this weekend. Didn't he did. He? Yeah. Yes, and he's like two hundred and some odd yards away. So if he had a huge game this week. He would put himself in great spot, but I mean, essentially just a hundred yards each game, and he's there. I don't know if that automatically qualifies him. I, I, I just don't know. But he's at least finally getting a little bit of talk. But Mahomes, you know, Joe Burrow. Listen, I, I think Josh Allen has been kind of taking himself out of the race, partly because he got injured and his elbow isn't right. I mean, he's done some magical things, but his numbers. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like there's much talk about him like there was to start the season. So this week, when you've got Buffalo and Cincinnati, could this be a week that Joe Burrow could actually kind of put himself toward the top of that list if he's able to to knock off Buffalo, especially if Kansas City would lose one? And then all of a sudden you're talking about, wait a minute, Joe Burrow took an 0-2 team to the number one seed in the AFC. You know, that has a little bit more cachet to it when you talk about that award. But uh, I think Jalen Hurts got, got hurt this week in that conversation by what Minshew did. And then people get to notice, wait a minute. Man, that offensive line is crazy. Dallas is led in the league in sacks, and they can't even get back there. Right. 
you know, and yeah. running the ball and all that. So it, that, that's – I think it's still winnable for about three or four guys. You know, and it, and it feels like Jefferson's the one that <clears> – yeah, <throat> Cousins is <coughs> – excuse me. Yeah, Cousins is throwing it. But Cousins isn't going to get that love from the media to be the MVP. And it, and it feels like Jefferson's the one that's a lot of times making those ridiculous plays that end up helping the Vikings win 11 one-score games. <laughs> and that, that's the most ever. And then you have the flip side, so people are all over the Vikings, and, and you know they're in the playoffs. They're going to be the second seed unless they lose a game or two here. On the flip side of that is the, is the Raiders. The Raiders have lost nine games, and eight of them have been by one score. And that, you know, those things are just, it all ends up in the middle, right, in right. the NFL. But some years, it's just not your year. Yeah. And the Raiders, yeah. it's not theirs. Minnesota, it is. Because if you just change the result of a couple of those, which would get you back to normal like everybody else, then you've got, you know, a couple of middling teams. What do you make of Brock Purdy? He was awesome against a really good Washington defense. Yeah. I, I keep going back to the personnel around him, kind of like the Philadelphia thing. You know, obviously he was good enough to get drafted, even though it was the last pick, but last pick, better than not getting picked. So, you know, he has that. And he was in college. He was highly, you know, regarded as a good quarterback in, until pressure situations and he'd do some bad things. But – I think he's trusting the system. He's trusting his coach. He he's a humbled. He was humbled, you know, uh, being Mister Irrelevant and then making a team and being a backup to a backup. And then here is his time to shine. He's not trying to overdo it, but he's played solid. He's he's done. You know, protects the football. And he's done things that you know a coach asks a quarterback to do, and not try to overdo it, and um, letting that personnel around him, um, you know, make him look good. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I just I think he's just playing really, really smart. Fifteen to twenty-two for two thirty-four, two touchdowns at a pick against Washington. You know, I said I was wanting him to see a good, against a good defense, and he was he was fantastic for the year. Sixty-seven percent, almost a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, three picks. Uh, his quarterback rating is over a hundred. Listen, I, I agree with what you're saying as far as taking, you know, just kind of managing the game. And San Francisco has so much talent around him and the weapons and the offensive line there, too. It's really good. <clears throat> Where he doesn't have to – he doesn't have to win the game for you. Right. The question I still have, and I'm going to have until he wins the Super Bowl, you know what I mean, yeah. or wins a playoff game. Let's see it then. But you can't take anything away from him. I mean, you know, I asked Jimmy last week, did San Francisco make a, make a poor choice by not upgrading? And the obvious answer or the other option was Baker at that time because <clears throat> there was no, no trade deadline, really nobody out there of substance on the quarterback market to pick up. And they chose to go with Purdy, which is doing, I think, what you would hope Baker could do for you as well, and that's managed the game difference since Purdy's been in the system for the whole year. Right. And so, I mean, it's, uh, he, he's been fantastic, though. I, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I just don't – maybe you have more confidence in him 
going into a playoff game now than you would have if he didn't perform like this? Obviously, I guess you would. But those question marks are still going to surround all these guys that are in the AFC, or I'm sorry, the NFC playoffs outside of if Tom Brady's there. Those questions are still going to have to be answered by your performance in the playoffs, mm-hmm. no matter what you do in the regular season. Let's talk about Dallas. What, let, me ask you, <clears throat> let me ask you a question. What do you think the reaction would have been to a third and 30 throw from Burrow, Allen, or Mahomes? Oh, it's a third an, it, and 30 completion that helps you win the game. No, that's an MVP throw. That's an MVP caliber play right there. That's what winners do. That would be the reaction. I didn't hear a whole bunch of that for Dak. No. And listen, he's going to have to prove it too. But my gosh, after the the terrible start, he came back and he was phenomenal. Under more pressure, I mean, when you the Cowboys' offensive line, especially down the stretch, well, heck, he got sacked two plays in a row before that. Thank you, Tyler Biotish, for recovering the one fumble when he got hit from behind, when it looked like Philly had it after they'd gone up a touchdown. And Biotish wrestles it away. He, takes it, he gets sacked again before that throw to T.Y. Hilton down the sideline for a first down, 52-yard completion on third and 30. When we look, he did 25, 27 of 35, 347, three touchdowns and a pick. Quarterback rating, his QBR was 86 and a half. That is, that is winning football against what has been a great defense. Great defense. And until the last two drives, when after Dallas took the lead with the field goal and then the last one when they are trying to run the clock, <clears throat> Dallas had been really good inside the red zone as well. The thing that scares me about the Cowboys is they've had trouble stopping the run all year long. When healthy. Now they're, they're, they're a little bit banged up there and then also in the secondary. It's got to scare you to death because now yeah, instead it, it, of trying least, to find a, uh, an OBJ, why don't you try to find somebody in the well? And they think you know, they have. I mean, Bland Bland was good, you know, with that pick that he had on the outside that said that you know started the to take the lead. But it's hard to. I mean, he's played in the nickel spot in the slot all year long. Now they're trying to kick him out to the outside with the injuries, and it's going to take you know a little bit to get there. But, I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the obvious weakness right now for Dallas is if, if you can't get to the passer and they haven't done it very well the last three weeks, I think, what, one or two sacks in three weeks, that's exposed a secondary that has been injured. And you, know, you notice who you don't see much in the game. Early you did because they, they clearly had scripted Philly, that is. A.J. Brown catch a slant, A.J. Brown slant and go to, to full digs, and it worked to perfection, and then digs – you know, he even said, I played bad ball. But you don't see him get to play very much right now. No, why would you? Why would anybody go after Trayvon Diggs when they could, they could do we'll what they the do on side. the other side? Yeah. Or even in the slot, too, because now that Bland has to kick out, you know, you, you've got another, you got somebody else in there. So Dallas has got some huge question marks defensively. Part of, part of it is due to health in the secondary, and we've, they've always had them stopping the run. Mm-hmm. And Van Der Esch not being there. Now Gifford has to play. Uh, Clark is already already in there as a young guy. I mean, there's there's some talent there, but there's also some huge question marks for the Dallas Cowboys. But a big win against Philly just to kind of prove that you can do it. 
uh, no matter if it was Minshew or Hurts. You know, I think the same question could be asked on the other side. Well, Philly, the game Philly won was against Cooper Rush. They had zero chance and, to stop Dak. And they, Dallas made a push there at the end, that one too. It's funny how that works, right? You had your backup quarterback get a chance for either both teams. And, we, and kind of a shame, too. We, didn't see, uh, we haven't seen Dak versus Hurts this season. Maybe we'll get it in the playoffs. That would be fun. Yeah, I mean, finally, get the, get the quarterbacks get, get, playing get each that, other. Yeah, then, then <clears throat> sure. all the, the arguments between fan bases can, can be settled on the field. <laughs> you beat us, but we had our backup quarterback on the field. You beat us, but we had ours yeah. on the field, yeah. Yeah. That's so, probably, that's, I mean, it, it sure be, it'd be seems fitting. like that's where we're headed. Divisional round is going to be Dallas and Philly. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, if, it, um, if Dallas I mean, wins. But, if, if Dallas wins, and then <laughs> if – but I can definitely see Washington pulling off a, if if the play if yeah, but the it doesn't matter. Seeding oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I can see them going. Well, to be like Minnesota. Right now, I think that's if right. If the playoffs were today, I think that's how it looks. Them or the Giants, I could see, definitely I could see Washington going to Minnesota and pulling off an upset because of all those one score games. Eventually, that catches up with you. And you yeah, Washington, Minnesota. Yeah. Giants would play San Francisco, that, Dallas, and Tampa. Then that would send, if that were to happen, that'd send Washington to Philly. But, but uh, yeah, you'd, man, I'd really love to see it in the NFC Championship game. But, um, anyways. Oh, yeah. If you're, I promise you, if you're San Francisco, you want this. I mean, okay, here's the, would you rather have. <coughs> would you rather go to Minnesota? Or would you have, or would you rather have Dallas coming to your place? If you're San Francisco, if you're San Francisco, oh, you want Dallas coming in. You want Dallas coming in, don't you? I don't. You don't want if you're San Francisco, you'd rather go to Minnesota. Absolutely, I'd much rather play Minnesota than Dallas. I think I'd rather be at home versus a suspect defense. It's suspect defense? How about Minnesota? <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, Minnesota. but it's on the road. They could do the whole skull thing, and they're. And then, you run, up and, yeah, and then you punch him in the mouth, and all that skull stops. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no big deal. We've been down 33 to nothing before. Because now they're, yeah, not, not against San Francisco. Because <laughs> now you're picking up your skull <laughs> off the mat because it just got crushed <laughs> by Trent Williams. I understand that. But see, I don't think home and road matters that much at this point with these good teams. I think you'd rather play. I mean, you know what San Francisco would do to that Minnesota defense? Oh, my goodness. What is Minnesota? Hang on a minute. Defensive ranking-wise? Oh, they're way down. Uh, what is their differential? Oh, I don't know. Plus five. They are 12-3 and three and are just plus five. Wow. They have given up 373 points. That's, why makes, that's what's going to make the playoffs so fun for me is do these – Stuff that does the stuff that happened in the regular season continue into the playoffs? You know, the one score wins for Minnesota, you know, all those those things that we've seen all, you know, does Tom Brady and the Buccaneers just keep finding ways to win? They're minus 38, by the way, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Yeah. For, for a, just a comparison, teams with similar records in the league as 12 and 3, Dallas is 11 and 4, they're plus 131. Philly's thirteen and two. They're plus one thirty-seven. San Francisco's eleven and four. They're plus one forty-five. Uh, da, da, da. Bills twelve and three. Same exact same record. 
plus 157. 11 and 4 Cincy, plus 85. 12 and 3 Kansas City, exact same record, plus 106. This stuff will run out. Now, it may not run out till next year. That's the thing. That's what's going to be interesting about the playoffs. But at 12 and 3, Minnesota, do they not seem like the weakest 12 and 3 team? Did they not remind you of Tennessee a year ago? Yeah. Don't they? That's a good comparison. Like you're just waiting for them to lose the yeah. first round in the playoffs. Right. That's why if I'm San Francisco, I'd rather play Minnesota than Dallas, even though you'd get Dallas at home. But I just think you, you, that, 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 that opponent is weaker in Minnesota. That's just me. Jimmy wants to know, Mahomes or Hurts for MVP? Well, I'm not going back. What I, I still say Hurts. I say Justin Jefferson. So I, I think there might be – but I think Mahomes. I think Mahomes won the MVP this weekend with the way that Gardner Minshew played for Philly. I think that I understand. I that. think that that's just going to show. You know what? As good as Hertz has been, this offense is so loaded with weapons. Not any. Not that just anybody can do it. But if if Gardner Minshew can, Jalen Hurts can. Okay. Do Mahomes you think, is throwing to nobody? Do you think Mahomes is a? Do you think there's a fatigue there? Like voter fatigue, like okay, you know this is this thing happening over in Philly is pretty cool. Yeah, that thing happening up in Minnesota with the wide receiver is pretty cool. Or Joe Burrow, I mean, yeah. if he can beat the Bills, yeah, I, I mean, think, I, I think there is I mean? that for sure. A little hesitancy for voters are going, you know what? I, I'll give it to Hertz or I'll give it to Jefferson. The one thing about that that I think we're because we expected Mahomes to be good. Yeah, we, don't, did, we didn't expect uh, Jefferson. Did we, did, did we without Tyreek Hill? Oh, Were there a bunch of question marks at the first of the season? A little bit. That's, could, that's could he where continue I think, to do it without? Yeah, you know. that's where I think he might that Mahomes may get the votes just because we're not. It's not the same old same old up there, and of course Mahomes being great because he's got Tyreek and Kelsey and da da da. Now it's Kelsey and who else? Juju, he was cast off by the Steelers. You know that. I, yeah, and and once again we've we've talked about this with different quarterbacks that have struggled, but look at the guys that have that have now come there. And they look better than they ever have. Yeah, Juju. I mean, he's he's made plays, but he's you know he's turned into like, like man, this guy's a really good receiver. Uh, how about Jarek McKinnon? He's never been better than a backup running back, and now all of a sudden he's yeah he's going to win fantasy leagues for people. Yeah, but that's not because Jarek McKinnon all of a sudden got way better. It's because he starts getting to play with Pat. Ma- <clears throat> Excuse me, with Pat Mahomes. Right. Yeah. I can see your storyline, though. The storylines will be good. The Joe Burrow one, it's an interesting one, too, mm-hmm. that's still kind of laying out there. And we can't, we can't go throughout this entire segment without mentioning what happened yesterday with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's thrown him, his name into the hat for MVP, uh, right? Stop it. <laughs> stop it. But I, I tell you what he's doing. If he continues this for the last couple of games, he is making a case for somebody in the league to think he's still a starting quarterback. Maybe even right there in L.A., depending on how severe Stafford's injury is. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting thought. Because a lot, of, you lot of mumblings that, that is, might, be might be it for Stafford. And especially because of what happened last year. He got the title. What is there left, right? Right. And if, it, if it's any sort of possibility for a long-term you know, why why go Neck. why risk that? You got your ring, you got the bag. Why risk that? Yeah. 
but no, Baker's definitely making a case. But you know, it, I've about said this with Purdy, and and, and I'll, I'll couple it with you know, keep in mind when I say this, Purdy in his situation with his coach in that team, it looks like it's a perfect match, right? Yeah. Same thing maybe here with with Baker in L.A. with that team with his coach. Maybe he's found that 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 perfect match for what Baker Mayfield can do. And that coach knows his skill set. And this is the offense that we need to work around this guy to be successful. And it was obviously very successful yesterday. Yeah, by far his best his best chance as far as an offensive coordinator slash head coach of his career. And think about this. Did that not have Baker Mayfield slash Lincoln Riley vibes when they were together in Norman? With, well, you know what I mean? There's They're all just the stories. Having fun and, and that offense was explosive and mm-hmm. it just seems like the coach and the quarterback were on the same page and the longer he's there in that system, it could get more dynamic, which is crazy to think. Well, he's throwing to Tyler Higby, Bryson Hopkins, Van Jefferson. Think about if it was Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is the first time by far that we've seen Baker Mayfield succeed without Odell and Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's actually raising the, the value of some of these guys for the first time in his career uh, with what he's done a couple of those games, especially yesterday. He was awesome. Now, on the other side, you want to talk about mm. being in bad shape? Oh, man. Be the Broncos. They've tied up so much money into and Russell And all those Wilson. picks? Oh, my goodness. They're... That's going to be hurting for a while. I mean, if you're the Rams, at least, it, yeah, it's going to it's going to kind of stink to look up and see Detroit take your pick this year. Yeah, and being as high as it's going to be. But you know what else? You know, you know, it'll make you feel better looking down at your finger and going, "Up, oh, we got a ring for it." Well, that's just that's what we tried to do, right? If you're Denver, oh my gosh, you still owe Russell Wilson 165 million guaranteed. All those picks, the players, ouch. Yeah, it yeah. was. It's yeah. it's a bad situation in Denver, and it, and then you think about their coach. People say, "Well, the, is this a one year and done for um, Nathaniel Hackett?" Uh, Hackett, but wouldn't you have to pay him too to go away? Yeah, but you don't care about that. I you mean, know what I mean? I, I have seen reports that Sean Payton is assembling a staff ready to go for twenty twenty three. I wonder who that's going to be. I'll tell you who I think it would be if they fall apart. Carolina? <clears throat> Carolina? No, heck yeah. no. No, he's going somewhere where he can work with somebody that's good. Chargers. Oh, yeah. Chargers. <clears throat> yeah. To work with Justin Herbert. Yeah, he'd want a young guy to work with. That's right. Yeah. Maybe somebody that gets drafted. Maybe. Just looking down the list of who teams that are struggling. Looking for maybe maybe Kyler. Could he be in Arizona? He worked with the short guy before. Yeah. And, and made Drew Brees a Hall of Famer. If he can turn him into a pure passer and not have to rely on his legs. You know maybe what I mean? That. Maybe he could be that, that mentor for that. Because I was having a conversation yesterday with a buddy that, and you know how I feel about Allen and, and his physical approach to when he runs with the football, and, and then we saw the non-contact injury with Kyler. 
the the running i mean that that's all well and good for four or so years in college but if you want to be in the league for as long as you can possibly be in the league you got to be a pure passer i think that nfl pro style quarterback yeah but you can't the best guys aren't every one of the best guys can move now they're not designing runs for them all you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you have to be elusive you, right now because, the, the, you know, Mahomes is that way. But you've got to be so selective on when you when put you your it. body yeah. in harm's way. Yeah. And even, I mean, we saw Cam. Cam Newton is one of the biggest monsters of all time from a physical standpoint, and he got broke down by the game. Are and we, it only are took we like seeing, 10 years. Are we seeing it in Baltimore with Lamar? Guy, he's hurt every year now. Yeah. He's a smaller guy, though. I mean, yeah. Well, there's no doubt, yeah. And, and it happens to everybody. Even the pocket guys, if they get hit enough, they're going to break down too. Mm. But you've got to be so slick. That's the beauty of Mahomes, man. He tried a quarterback sneak one time, hurt his knee. You know it doesn't happen in Kansas City anymore? quarterback sneaks. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's able to move. He's able to – but you, 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 know, when you, you know when you all of a sudden out of nowhere realize Pat Mahomes can still move and still run? You know when that starts happening? In the playoffs. Yeah. Not in the regular season. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we went way long. Holy cow. Yeah. We're hanging out at Sayre Golf Course. Sayre National. Come out tonight. Watch the Monday night football game. Come play golf this week. It's going to be nice enough. Like a couple of layers, maybe a stocking cap, maybe not even stocking cap, a couple of days. We'll get your last rounds in of 2022. Prepare for 2023 Saturday scramble starting a week from Saturday here at Sayre National. Skinny on Sports coming back to wrap it up on a Monday. You know the only thing better than watching the game? It's watching the game with your friends. It's game night, so you head to your favorite spot. The game's on all the huge TVs. Several people you know are already there, and they've come for the same reason. It's game night, and the game's on all the huge TVs in the room. A lot of the men are there with their wives. Everyone's having a great time, eating, drinking, laughing, and, of course, yelling at the refs. The bartender's great, too. She seems to know what the regulars want before they even order. Maybe we shouldn't tell anybody about this little jewel in Sayre so it doesn't get too crowded. It'll be our little secret. Ah, why not? Let's risk it. It's the sports bar at what's technically known as the Sayre Golf Course. The locals call it Sayre National. It's in the park on the south side of town, so don't watch the game at home alone tonight. Go where there's food, drinks, and huge TVs. The game's a lot more fun if you'll watch it with friends. The Skinny on Sports. Mock! Yeah! Ing! Yeah! Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal wrapping it up on a Monday here at Sayre National. I mean, the Brave Souls could play today. A little chilly, but the Brave Souls could. I've seen people playing worse. I've probably done it, (laughs) to be real honest with you. Uh, Throughout the week, though, it's going to be some days nice enough to come out, swing the sticks, try out your new driver that you got for Christmas. There you go. All kinds of cool stuff uh, here at Sayre. Watch the ball games in the sports bar. We've got OU and OSU coming up. You might have a hard time tomorrow night getting them to stay open till the end of the cool. OSU game. 
considering it doesn't kick off till 9.30 here, yeah. 9.15. Uh, but Thursday afternoon, 4.30, this could be a pretty good spot to sit down and watch the Sooners and Seminoles. Right. Here at Sayre National inside the <clears throat> sports bar. And then, as we mentioned earlier, Saturday scrambles starting a week from this coming Saturday. That'll be the 7th of January will be the inaugural Saturday scramble. It's all weather permitting, obviously, this time of year. It's got to be 40 degrees. But uh, you can check out their Facebook, Sayre Golf Course, Facebook page. Make a call on a Saturday to see if they have decided to go go with those uh, scrambles on Saturday. They're a lot of fun. It gets you. It's just just enough golf to kind of scratch that itch before it gets warm and the grass starts turning green and all, all that. Um, let's look at our Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania standings. Three-way tie atop the leaderboard at eleven and six. Browtown, Mister Ed, know who that is? I don't. I don't either. Possum and Denny Gino. They're all tied for first, eleven and six. Will, J-Max, Slade, TJ, Curry, Big West, myself, all tied one game back at 10-7. and seven. It's not even near over, though. I mean, this is just 17 out of 43 games have been played. Still plenty of time to catch up on the Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl. Mania Pickens start uh, paying. Everyone probably start paying a little bit more attention to that right now with uh, this weekend coming up on uh, New Year's Eve. All right, Jared, that'll do it. All right. What a fun show from here at Sayre Golf Course. Always is. No doubt. Come out. We'll be back tomorrow. We will. We'll be back tomorrow. Everyone have a wonderful Monday. This is Skinny on Sports. 98.1 FM. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.